Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever faithful hosts, John McDonald, that is me, and not as always, my co host, Kyra Morrison, is not here tonight. Uh, he's feeling a little under the weather, so uh, I thought I'd be a good guy and give him, give him the night off, and um, I'll take the reins for this one. But. I am going to need some help. So, I have called in an expert on the field of things that we're going to be talking about tonight. And that is my wife, Ashley. How are you, Ashley? I'm really good, thank you. Excellent, that's lovely to hear. So, this is your first time on a podcast. It is, yes. Yes, yeah, you're very nervous about it. And I said, it's okay. Every dickhead and his dog has a podcast these days. It's not a big deal. So, you, um, you're a little bit nervous, but look... We'll ease you into it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to talk about things that you are pretty knowledgeable about. Somewhat, Somewhat. I'd say. <laughs> I would say, I mean, out of the people I know, you're the person about this particular topic we'll talk about soon um, that I know about. So and anytime I see anything about it, I'm just like, hey, do you know about this? And you're like, yeah, I know. And this, 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 this. So. Yep. Well, it is something that I've been playing for a very long time. Okay. Yep. So. Wonderful. Well, before we get into that, how are you? What have you been doing? Uh, I'm getting ready for our son's birthday I mean, party. Yeah, we are getting ready for our son's birthday party this week. Um, two days of as of recording, or a day of, as of recording. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, like I know the answer to all the things, like what you've been up to, but our audience doesn't know. So I know, that's, that's why I told them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you did a great job. Um, anything else? Have you been watching anything? Have you been playing anything? Have you been, we usually sort of start the show by talking about anything else that maybe not so much video game related that. I have been reading a lot of books at the moment. You have been reading a lot of books. It's become a slight addiction of mine Mm -hmm. to go back to. I haven't read a book in ages and then. Uh, all of a sudden this year I've just picked up books again. So awesome. um, I actually finished one today and started another one. So mm-hmm. I'm on a bit of a roll. Awesome. Awesome. Is there any, any particular favourites, anything you, that stands out to you? that I've been reading highlight? a lot of um, like Wattpad, which is online community written books mm-hmm. by people who are just starting out. Sometimes they are already published authors and sometimes they're people who are just practising. Yep. Uh, so it's been really interesting to really read different styles of writing and be like, oh, I don't like this. I yep. don't like how this person writes or anything like that. So it's really kind of solidified how I like to read and what kind of genres of books I like. So it's been really interesting to kind of give a really broad range of books a go um, without having to buy every book kind that's, of thing. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, again, like, there's another thing I know not much about. I mean, I do, I do know a little bit, like, because you've been telling me about it. But like, <laughs> in terms of like before that, I had no idea or anything about this sort of stuff. And you've been filling me in on that. It's quite interesting um, about like how people get into it and why they do it and how they do it and how frequently they do it as well. And it's great as well. Like I said, some of these people are published authors, but how do you practice your craft with mm-hmm. something like writing? Mm-hmm. Um, to get feedback from a lot of people post their books or or short stories on these websites and you can read them and you can give feedback, like they can get comments and stuff like that. And sometimes they take the books down and then publish them or sometimes they just Mm -hmm. leave them up there and ignore them. Um, And sometimes it's just teenagers writing for fun and 
it's always interesting. Everyone's got really good ideas. At yeah, it's just really good fun. Yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, you. Yeah, it's a it's a good point. Like you with anything like artistic, you sort of have a chance to hone your craft. Like stand up comedians will do like open mic nights and just like show up and do things like that, or um, people who are doing live theatre will do rehearsals or bands will do like band practice and rehearsals and figure things out there but yeah with writing you can't really do that so this is yeah it's an interesting concept and and a good idea i think um anything else anything else you've been up to lately that's really probably it i've really taken a uh, break from playing any games at the moment mm, you are on the wrong podcast yeah, i know yeah. <laughs> i picked a good time to bring you in on this i've been yeah. thinking about it for, I, if i'm being completely honest here <clears throat> just to pull back the curtain i've been thinking about doing this for a little while but i haven't really found i hadn't really narrowed in on how i could relate any particular topic um and yeah there was i it was funny because you know i'll talk about it soon but we were talking this week and i was like oh i don't know what we're gonna do on the show this week and well, there's not really much news about it. And you were like, well, there is news, just not about stuff that you like. And I was like, that's a very good point. Um, and then you brought up what we're going to talk about. And I was like, okay, cool. All right. Well, then, hey, why don't I give Karen the night off? Do you want to come be on the podcast? And now we're here. <clears throat> but apart from uh, apart from all that, myself this week, I've been getting back to Tears of the Kingdom. We talk about it every week on the show. Um, I'm plugging away at it. It's a long haul. That it's, one's a. It's a big slog. It's there's so much game. There's just there's so much game. Like I want to say too much, but all of it's really good. Like it's just it's it is just fun to sit down and play. And I I've sort of gotten over a little bit over open world games lately, because um, I'm just like oh it's too much here. But here I was like oh there's too much. But I also want to go and do all of that. There's something about this world that is interesting. I don't know whether it's just because it's Zelda or anything like that, but all the mechanics and the tools that they give you are interesting enough that make me want to keep interacting with them and doing them. Um, I've basically just been going around for, like collecting armor sets. That's been one of the things I've been doing lately. Got some really cool ones now. I was going to say, those armor sets are a bit cool. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff in there. Um, some cool... I don't want to get too spoilery. Some cool nods. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that there would be nods to other entries in the Zelda franchise. But there are some cool nods in there within the armor sets and things like that that I think are really neat. Um, Sorry if I've spoiled anything for you, but, I mean, come on, it's been six weeks since this game came out, so get over it. And it's not like you've been sitting down playing it all the time. You've been working and stuff. So That's very true. (laughs) That's very, very true. Um, But, yeah, outside of that, I don't know if I've been watching anything. Oh, I've got a good thing we can talk about. We, We did. We went and saw Game Grumps last week. Oh, we did. So we actually did do, we went and did something game related together. We went and saw Game Grumps. I think we talked about it last week on the show. Kyra and I were very excited. We were uh, going to see them the next night. Um, it was great. It I, was so funny. It was so much fun. Like, it was. I, I was a bit worried because I was like, what are they going to do? Like, what can they possibly do to make it entertaining? And I, I'm a weird person. I don't always find comedy that funny. Uh, I know that hurts your soul a lot of the time. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I was just like, it's, I don't know. I, it's, I, I get that, like, comedy shows and, like, going to the comedy festival and stuff isn't for everyone. But, yeah, like. I had tears running yeah. down my face. I was laughing so hard. It was very funny. Um, It was very, very good. And, like, I kind of had a, a bit of an idea of what the show was going to be like. I kind of had 
in my mind, I'd seen people talk about it and stuff. And I was like, okay. But even then, even then I was like, it's, um, it was completely different, not completely different, but it was, it was different to what I thought anyway. Like there was a lot of, um, bringing their own, they, they made their own games and they got, it was basically like an audience participation and then them riffing over the top of it. And, and they're, they're so quick. They're so easy to like pick yeah. up when it gets quiet and mm-hmm. just fill up any space. They're, they're yeah. just so funny. It was great. And like, it had like a, like a medieval times theater restaurant feel to it where everyone in the crowd got, um, a crown that was either team grump or team not so grump. And that was your team for the whole show. And you got to cheer. It was, it was one of the most interactive live shows that I've been to. And it was such a good night. The one time we got the seats right in the middle of the row yeah. and we were like, yes, we got the best seats. And then it turns out, no, cause now we're not going to get picked to go up that on was, stage. That was it. And I, I always, it's one of my things that I would always want to do. I want to get picked out of the crowd to go up on stage and do stuff. I don't. Yeah, I know you Like, don't. if they came to me, I would be, like, crying in the corner, being like, no, no, take mm-hmm. him, take him. Yeah, that's what I'm there for. I'll take the bullet for that. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a lovely night in Melbourne, and, yeah, it was really good. But outside of all that, I think it's time we started talking about the real meaty topic of this show this week. Um, and to do that, I think we're going to kick it over to the bonus round. Bonus round. Our bonus round is the whatever we want to talk about segment of the show where we don't really, we can't, it's not really like what we've been playing thing or it's not really suitable for a dope or nope. So we sort of chuck it in the bonus round. Um, and that's because we only have three segments on the show. So, and it's only because I've only made three bumpers. So maybe one day I'll make another one. I don't know. But for now, it's the bonus round. And this week, like I said, mentioned in our intro, um, a little preamble banter. Uh, you were you were talking to me, and I was saying how we didn't really have much to talk about news-wise gaming this week on the show. And you said, "Well, there are some gaming news stuff out there. You're just like it's not about things that you talk about." And I was like, "Like what?" And you sort of went, "Oh, The Sims." I was like, "Oh yeah." So the poor overlooked Sims in the gaming community. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just not something that like Kyron or I or anyone we've had on the show really is like it's not their their wheelhouse and we like we can appreciate. We've both played Kyron and I've both played it. I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of Kyron. I'm certain he would have played the Sims at some point. Um at least have seen it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like he's aware of what the Sims is. Um but it's not something that we um really go out of our way to talk about. And we talk about stuff that like what we are interested in on the show. But this is why I thought it was a good idea to have you come on and sort of fill us in a little bit about the state of The Sims at the moment. Because this week uh, there was a new expansion that got released for The Sims 4. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. For some reason I want to call it Horsin' Around and it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. But it's um, Horse Ranch. Okay. The Sims 4 Horse Ranch, um, which, you know, I, I my touchstone to The Sims community is that I, I sort of, uh, watch the trailers every time I see them pop up because I thought, I think you're going to be interested in them or you show them to me. And this was one of those instances. I was literally outside on my phone looking at, just scrolling through Twitter. I saw that pop up and I'm like, oh, cool, I'll go inside and I'll show Ash this. And you had already queued up a reaction video to this reveal. 
and we, I was like, hey, do you know there's a new Sims 4 like horse thing coming next? And you, you're like, yeah, and like pointed at the screen. Um, so we watched it, and yeah, it looks pretty cool. There's some cool stuff in here. Um, so let's start off with that because it's most it's, it's a more recent news. We've got some more, even more recent news that we can talk about with the Sims, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. But yeah, give us a rundown of what's going on in the, the Sims 4 horse range. Uh, so Sims 4 Horse Ranch is the new expansion that's coming out. It is bringing in horses, obviously, mm-hmm. Horse Ranch. Yep. Uh, it's been, it's going to be an expansion pack, so it's a large update. Uh, so with this one, there's going to be a new world, which is always fun. So like a new place where you can build, your, like a, a new town. Like a new hub. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, like, when you open the Sims game, you can pick what land you want to go into. And they all have, like, a slightly different theme. So, like, mm-hmm. you've got um, Snowy Escape, which is very Japanese-inspired mountain. You have Cottage Living, which is very English countryside. Mm-hmm. So, this one will be more, like, cowboy, American, Midwest kind of style. Um it's it, it's only been a few things that have come out about it, but it, you get all your clothing. There's new town. There's new houses and new architecture. So um, you're going to be able to create barns and things like that, cool. which we haven't really like. People in the community make that stuff, but yeah. it's not like you've got products that are for that. They you're just not... kind of like make it themselves and patch it together. But this yeah. will be more designed towards actually making that stuff the tool set you're being given is much more like specific to barn creation yeah Yeah, it's themed themed. yeah so it's like in um sorry to keep going on about snowy peak i love that one but um you know you get the um the paper doors the japanese sliding paper doors like you can't really make that but you can kind of craft it but you can't make it Mm -hmm. so they've given it to you in that so um, and then the major thing is you get horses, which are part of your family, which before when you had animals, so there are a few animals, there's cats and dogs mm-hmm. that you can have yep. and they're part of your household. So apparently the horses are going to be part of your household as well. Oh, yeah, so sense. they're like a family member, mm-hmm. but you can also get mini goats and mini sheep. I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. There's a very angry, like mini goat. In the trailer, and wow. it's very funny. <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. It is very angry, but very cute at oh, the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah, it gets like it's like the 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 player character you're following through this trailer is like it like knocks them over and it just glares at them. And I was like, this is hilarious. So normally with a new expansion, there's also new uh, places to woohoo and places to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is guessed that the goats or sheep may be able to kill you. I was. So glad that's where you went with that. Because <laughs> the fact that you brought up places to woohoo, which if you're not familiar with The Sims, <laughs> I, I mean, woohoo is this fucking, it's fucking like that's that's what it is. It's 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 having sex is is what they call. Uh, so The woo-hoo. Sims is very PG in some ways of woohoo, and uh, you don't have alcohol. It is like nectar. Yeah. It's it's very it's very PG until it gets put into the hands of content creators that just fucking oh people have up. modded it to the T like oh yeah yeah uh, so with this as well on the theme of nectar it seems like. 
there's a moonshine kind of... That's awesome. So you can create nectar uh, by using different fruits, different vegetables, things like that. But also garbage. Oh, yeah. Cool. And you can age it in a nectar... I, I think it was like a nectar barrel or a nectar storage. I'm not okay. really sure. To me, just screamed moonshine. Yep. You're going to be able to craft moonshine. That'd be awesome if you could have like a whole career as a bootlegger. Just like that. Be... Well, you do normally get like there's different jobs, different interactions yeah. with these big expansion packs. Because if you're not familiar with the Sims, Sims have um, varying degrees of different products that come out. So expansion packs are the biggest ones. You normally get a world, not always. Different careers, different interactions, as well as clothing, architecture, and things like that. Like it's, it's... a big one it's more it's, it's got a, a lot more of a focus on like gameplay it's it like it is one as that well. completely yeah. changes the gameplay yeah. in some way shape or form yeah right then you go down to a game a game pack mm-hmm. those ones are not necessarily got a world attached but they do change a few things they bring in a lot more so they're like the second tier like the yeah smaller so for example uh game expansion like the expansion packs are normally around forty nine ninety five, mm-hmm. so around fifty dollars. Yep. The game packs are twenty nine ninety five. Okay. So there's a big change in price. Then you have stuff packs, mm-hmm. which are just like your fashion and decor, but also can change some with some interactions. Yeah. And then you have kits. So kits are just fashion items and architecture items. Like yeah. it's like. You just get that. The last two are usually have like brand deals and stuff integrated with them, especially. don't they? Yeah. yeah. So, um, for example, the stuff packs are fourteen ninety five, mm-hmm. and the kit packs are seven dollars ninety five. Yeah. So they're a lot smaller. So this one is an expansion pack. You're getting a new world. It's a big update. Yeah. All right. So, uh, have you seen any like reactions or early early impressions about this? Because it's only just come out, or is it is it coming out? It's coming out. It's on pre order okay. at the moment. Okay. Yep. Most people seem really excited. I have some reservations. Interesting. All right. So, as much as The Sims is very well loved, it can be glitchy as all fuck. Well, this game's been, like, The Sims 4 itself is, I can't even tell you how old it is. It's probably 10 years old, I would say. I have Maybe actually... even more. Um, let me just fact check that while we're here. Um. But yeah, like it's it's been around for such a long time. Excuse my clicky clack. Let's have a look. It was oh next nine. year will be ten years. Yeah, yeah. nine years. Second of September twenty fourteen. So um, that's old. I thought it was. I thought it was actually at least ten. It's close enough though. Close. Um. Yeah. So the and they keep adding stuff to it. So. Obviously, they're doing, like, up game updates and, and, and um, like, bug fixes and all that kind of stuff, like, quality improvement stuff. But when it comes down to it, this game is almost 10 years old. It is... Had so much stuff compounded onto it and sticky taped to it. I don't... I, I, like, I can understand why it's a little bit buggy. Oh, I can understand it I'm too. Being, and, and it... You have to have a good computer to run it. That's well. the, that's the sad thing about The Sims, in my opinion. I think it because it's such a game that is so has such a wide and mass appeal, and the fact that like 
They're like, yeah, you can play The Sims, but if you want to get all the cool stuff and the extra things, you're going to have to have a decent, like, rig to run it. And or it's... you have to be really picky, like I am, on what you download. So, yeah, it makes it really hard because a lot of the packs have little bits that you want. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot of videos. I've had to watch a lot of videos about people reviewing how, like, how they rate the different packs and what their favorites are and what ones are worth having and which ones aren't. Yeah. And it does really depend because everyone plays the Sims slightly different. You have people who would just build for build sake to upload. You have people who like stories and then you have the people who like me who just play for fun when they get the time. Yeah. Yeah. And just muck around and stuff. So yeah, I I guess you brought up a good point there. Uh, Like a good, uh, an interesting topic there about like the Sims community. Um, this is a massive, thriving community that has very, very, very big support, um, like fan base, um, and for someone like, like I mean, there's like, like you said, there's multiple tiers of what, what people are into and what they like, um, but like you, you were saying, like you you get to play it whenever you can or like whenever you have a bit of time and stuff, but you mainly like your intake of Sims content is mainly mostly through like content creators and Twitch and YouTube, isn't it? It is at the moment. Uh, I don't have the time really to sit down and play the sims and put the time into it that i would like but i have three main contact content creators that i like watching mm-hmm. and they all play slightly different mm. which is always really interesting uh i haven't been super big on like uh custom content so with what you were saying that the sims has a massive support network and the Sims supports you in making and uploading mm-hmm. certain products, but you have this whole band of people who've created mods and hairstyles and clothing and just completely been able to open up this game. And so you can download this content extra mm-hmm. and put it into your game, which sometimes breaks your game. Yep. <laughs> so you have to be super careful, yep. but can also make your game so much in- more interesting. So, being able to put uh, one of the content creators that I watch, she has um, a mod on her game where the Sims that she's not playing with are more active. Okay. So they get married, they have kids. Okay. So there's all these other stories going on. So by the time maybe one of her Sims marries this other Sim, she can look back at their family tree and see that, oh, like, I knew that person, like, back generations. Yeah. It also has things like being able to have uh, pimples, you know, like Mm -hmm. hit puberty and you get pimples. Uh, Sims being able to have their period or being able to turn off, like, turn up or turn down pregnancies and risky woohoos and things like that. So you have – it's not always guaranteed, but there's more of a chance and Mm – so there's all these kind of things that you can bring into the game to make it more interesting and can change the way you play it. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Like, I, so you were talking about there, you didn't mention names of your the, the creators that you like to, that you like, you like watching. Um, I've watched a few of them with you. Shout them out. Like, give them their dues. Like, give them a shout out. So the main some per- of the people who are listening might want to check some out themselves. So... Well, the, the main person that I've been watching recently is Kelsey Dangerously. Yeah. Um, or Kelsey Impichike. I'm probably yeah. butchering that. I can never say it. So she's ex-BuzzFeed. Yep. Multiplayer. Um, 
I love her content. I watch anything that she does. Um, I you bought me one of her t-shirts. I did, um, and I she, love was, her. She, was, she was she was your first foray into Twitch as well. Yes, you'd never touched Twitch until you sort of started dabbling with Kelsey's content and Twitch still terrifies me. <laughs> oh, I still don't understand it. I've been on, I've used Twitch and I don't, I'm still scared by it, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, so she's obviously a big one that's, that's important to you. Why? Why is it, what draws you to Kelsey's content in, in, in regards to the Sims? Cause she does do other stuff as well, but it's mostly Sims content. Yes. Mostly Sims. She is a Sims content creator. Mm. Uh, so I started watching her when she was on BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was one of the main people on BuzzFeed multiplayer and she started playing the 100 baby challenge. Yes. Right. When I was pregnant with our son. Yes. Now this took her over a year to complete. Okay. So we'll just roll it back a little bit because you might need to explain what the 100 baby challenge. It seems like it's pretty self-explanatory, but there are quite a few like caveats and rules that are in- involved in it as well. I can't memory. remember all the rules, but basically you have to have one matriarch mm-hmm. who has to have a hundred babies mm-hmm. to different parents. Mm-hmm. She's not allowed. So the matriarch's not allowed to work. Mm-hmm. If the matriarch dies, then it falls to the next female in the household because quite often you will have to go over a few generations there are a lot of rules like you're not allowed to have a sim move in with you to help or you're not allowed to hire services so you're not allowed to hire a babysitter or a maid Mm -hmm. um and you have to start off uh i can't remember if you have to but most people i've watched do it have started off as like poor so like no cheats you're yep. not allowed to cheat. Yeah. You're not allowed to increase the household limit. So there are cheats where, because you can only have so many Sims in your household. And obviously if you've got a bunch of toddlers, yep. it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, some people have can cheat and upgrade their, their household limit so that they don't have to get rid of their teenagers. So the teenagers can help. Right. So you can't get pregnant if your household, well, you can get pregnant if your household is full, but you have to move someone out. All right. Um, and you want as many multiple births as possible, so you need as much room as possible. So it's right. all about kind of managing that, managing, you know, all your time management and di- getting as pregnant as possible. Yeah, I mean, it's a different kind of resource, but it's resource management, basically. But it's, yeah, so, like, th- that was where it started with, with Kelsey. You started watching the 100 Baby Challenge, which she completed. She did, she finished. She did complete it, and uh, it took, like I said, it took her over a year. Mm. I think it was, like, 18 months. She did take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I think she got very burnt out mm-hmm. doing it. And after she came back at the break, they really started editing her content a lot heavier so they cut out a lot of it so it, it became a lot quicker she's actually doing the 100 baby challenge again but a quick version right. so okay. she, with some like it's like the speed challenge 100 baby challenge okay. yeah and so speed running 80 <laughs> percent uh no deaths um yeah and so um when she left buzzfeed i followed her across to twitch mm-hmm. and her youtube channel uh she does like you said, play other things. So I watched her play Disney Dreamlight. She actually got me onto Disney Dreamlight. Yeah. I wasn't going to, which is weird because I am a Disney fan. Yeah, it was a game that I was just like, hey, this is your shit. Like, and I just wasn't, yeah. I was just like, nah, nah. And then I watched her play it and I'm like, oh, I need this game. It's, it's fair because that game has a very, like, it screams like free-to-play mobile game. 
and that's kind of what it is, really. But it actually is kind of mechanically sound to it to an extent. Um, this is a game by like GameLoft, who make it's like have previously like been exclusively like mobile game makers. So um, that's what was I was like, hmm, maybe, but mm, I'm a bit sus. Um, but yeah, so she was playing a, a bit of that as well. Yeah, and she like she's played a bunch of other stuff, um, but that's the main things that I've watched her play. And then another content creator that I have watched and have been watching is another Aussie, James Turner. Yep. Oh, he plays very different to Kelsey, so he hates making his Sims. He's like, blah, 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 done. Yep. But he sets up really well homes like he does his homes really well sets mm-hmm. them out like one of my favorite ones was his farming yeah um that he set up in cottage living because normally every time an expansion comes out he starts a rags to riches yeah so rags to riches is you start off with nothing no mm-hmm. money just the clothes on your back um and you have to work your way up yeah to being rich basically yeah so it puts a good challenge on the game. Obviously, you can cheat, but yeah. the whole point of it is you start off with absolutely nothing and slowly build like a tiny, tiny house on a tiny, tiny lot yep. and then move up from there. No rosebuds, no mother loads, no... No yeah. free real estate. Yeah, there you go. That's another one. Uh, the, the first two are the only ones that I knew. <laughs> like, free real estate is completely new to me. But, yeah, mother load and, and, and rosebud were the ones that I always remembered from the time that I'd played around with The Sims. But, um, so yeah, so he does those rags to riches uh, things as well. But he's also gotten so big that he's made content that's actually, like, EA have actually commissioned him to make stuff for the game. Yes. Like, officially. So I can't remember, I believe it was, oh, I can't remember if it was Snowy Peak or Cottage Living. But I remember in Cottage Living he definitely did one. Yeah, I think he did the pub. Yeah. But somebody else, I think, might have done a, a house in Snowy Peak. But in the recent expansions, EA have been getting content creators to actually style some of their houses or their lots. And it's actually really interesting. And especially when you look back on some of the older lots and the ones that they've obviously put together by themselves it's it's night and day yeah it it does raise an interesting like point of contention though it's like i like i mean are they getting paid for this do you know like it's hard I, to sort of answer, answer that question i guess but yeah i believe that they do but they also they get credited so it's, it's true it's, yeah and what better advertisement yeah it's true i mean like it it is the Sims has started really making that switch to a, 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 like obviously more user generated content because, um, I mean, it went free to play last year on its eighth birthday or whatever it was. Um, <clears throat> so it went free to play. So now you can just jump in and do muck around and make some things, and then if you like it, you can buy some of those packs and whatever and things like that as well. So I guess yeah, by making it free to play outside of their expansion packs and stuff like that. Kind of got to get people in the door, I guess. They, I think the idea is that get it free to play, get people in the door, like you said. But something that I will give them credit for is they're willing to let 
people still do their custom content. Mm -hmm. Like they could have tried to block it out. Mm. As far as I'm aware, and I could be wrong, there's never been a time where they've tried to lock it out. They don't always support it and they recommend not to do it because it can break your game. Mm. But they know that people download custom content. And, and Well, that's the thing with PC gaming in general. Mod, mod, the modding community is always, it doesn't matter what the game is. But it seems like they're starting to encourage it. Yeah, I think well, like the Sims, a, for sure. In a gentle way. Yeah. Like they're not saying, hey, go get this stuff. But they're like, we're not going to stop you. Yeah. We're actually going to get these people who create this stuff um, to make stuff for the game. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of including it. Um, there was, uh, oh, there was a pack. I can't remember. I think it was a stuff pack i could be wrong i might have mm -hmm. to fact check that um and it was like pastel colors and it was really cute and mm -hmm. everyone was so excited it was completely made by someone like a, a community that's awesome yeah and i can't remember her name i'll have to look it up but she she designed this whole pack and they released it so and it's known she's known for it now like and because people were mentioning her name i although her name's escaping me at the moment, I looked her up. Yeah. What better advertisement? Yeah, it's true. And especially if this is your interest, if you are mostly a mm. sim... Because most people who play Sims are sim creators. They don't tend to play a lot of other games. They yeah. do, but, like, their main content will always be the sim stuff. It's, yeah, it's like most, I guess, successful streamers. They're known for one particular game, like, you know whether it be Fortnite or The Sims or... Markiplier and um, Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. I mean, that's a very good point. Like, he, horror games in general, I guess, for him. But, but, but Five Nights but at Freddy's, Freddy's was the one. was his first one that made him really big. And that's... Uh, and, and going back to Kelsey Dangerous, uh, Kelsey and Future Gay, she was at one of the judges on The Sims Sparked. Yeah. Which was a competition amongst... These content creators. So it was a reality was, TV show that they made, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was a competition and, you know, they had to work in teams and stuff. And I can't remember. I think it was, was it Dr. Gruen that won that? I can't remember. But he was on it and he became really big. And so all these people got kind of acknowledged from that. And, yeah, it just, it just it's just, any community can have its bad apples, but... Yeah. The Sims community seems to be really supportive, especially because quite often they're looked down as gamers. That's a good point. It's a very good point. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's a, uh, it is a big uh, hot button topic, I guess, about like. Oh, I'm sure when you said that we were going to talk about Sims, that there was some people out there rolling their eyes. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. But like, it's I think it's important to have like different insights. Like, I would not have paid like. Had I not been married to you, I would not have paid any interest in this. But because, like, I know it's a big, it's a big love of yours, and and you're a big interest of yours. Every time I see something about the Sims pop up, I'm like, yeah, you heard about this? Like, you know, I'll send it to you. Hey, what about this thing? You know, um, and generally you've already seen it or whatever. But like, um, <laughs> I appreciate it though. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I, I, it's it's on my radar a lot more now because I, I, it's it's a it's a very big interest of yours, but. Um, all right, so we've talked about the community. We've talked about this m most recent expansion pack that's come out as for it, for the game. Something I do want to bring up about this expansion pack, just really quickly, that 
I found super interesting. So because it is American cowboy themed, Mm -hmm. they did actually get a, someone as, I can't remember exactly the title, but it was someone from the um, indigenous community. So native American indigenous community to make sure that there was a sensitivity about it. So it's nice. Culturally sensitive. yeah. Yeah. It's nice to know that they're not, like, that's the first time I'm aware that they've done something like that. Uh, I think, I think culturally, yes, I believe, like, from, like, the stuff that I've seen. But I will give EA and the, the and I don't even know who makes The Sims anymore. I want to say Maxis. I don't even know if that's them anymore. Um, I think Maxis used to be, because Maxis was the company that made, it's um, Will, will Wright or whatever. Um, who made SimCity and then the original Sims and then um, uh, Spore, which <laughs> I can't think about Spore which, without thinking about Griffin McElroy going, um, hi, my name's Will, look at my li- my wonderful little spores I've made, um, <laughs> which uh, is a great, mo- if you've never watched Monster Factory, please go watch that. It's very funny. Um, there's actually a new one out today that came out today, actually. Oh, I didn't watch, watch it. it. Street Fighter Six. it's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, I think they've, they've always been like really good in the last few years about being, um, conscious of like, especially their players and being a lot more inclusive and being a lot more like accessibility stuff as well, which is a a big conversation that's going on in gaming at the moment. Well, they they did do an update quite a while ago. I think mm. it was like last year or maybe the beginning of this year. Um, being able to um, get better hair textures for the Native American, uh, Native African American community. Yep. So like um, yeah, people of color and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and they also have done more like birthmarks mm-hmm. and things like that, where people can actually start to create themselves. Like if you've got um, like a large birthmark, you can now get that put or, or more scars and yep. things like that. Um, I mean, they've got, like, transgender options and things as well, don't they, now yeah, as well? You yeah, can, so you can change your pronouns and yes. things like that, and yeah. you can create... So quite often when you go through and you create your sim, you it doesn't matter what gender sometimes, you can still pick if they can either get someone else pregnant or mm-hmm. get pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it is still a big corporation, and it is just sort of like them sort of ticking boxes, really, if you want to look at it cynically. But, um, I mean, it is good to sort of look at their community and really focus on what they're what they're doing. So it says the developer is still Maxis. Oh, uh, Maxis, I do publisher is EA. Yeah, I think a lot of people think of EA when they think of the Sims nowadays. But Maxis is yeah, the 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 devs that make it. Um, I think it's a little bit different to Maxis. It looks a little bit different to what it did back in the day. But um, yeah, okay. So like I said, we've we've spoken about um this new expansion pack that's coming out imminently essentially like the next couple of weeks or so yep so horses goats sheep yep. and you can completely customize the horses to make them whatever you want that's really cool yeah that's pretty sick and you can get them to breed and have little baby horses that's cool so you can just basically play the sims but just with horses no because you would need to have people in your household that's right you just have one person and then you focus just have on one the person horses. yeah that's yeah. what people do with their pets quite often yeah well fair enough um okay so we, we were speaking about this one um I mean, I'll close it out by saying, are you excited about, is this something that would, 
I know you haven't been able to have a chance to play it, but is this something you go, oh, I'm back. I'm coming back for it. No. Okay. So I, there was an update that they did recently with a different pack Mm -hmm. and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. I have the gut feeling that this is going to happen again. Anything where you're introducing a four-legged creature into what was like normally a two-legged thing and it's a sizable creature that the Sims are supposed to be getting on and off of, I have concerns about it working. And also with 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 yeah, four-legged creatures that have like levels of um, interactivity because you could make them that they're just there. It's like, oh, there's a cat there, but like they have – their own personalities as well. They are so they are Sims. In Cottage Living, they brought they introduced uh, llamas or alpacas or llamas and cows. Yeah, but they're not part of your household. They live in a barn out like a little shed at the back, mm-hmm. and you can have interactions with them. Still glitchy. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not picking on the game. I completely understand that they have glitches, but I'm going to sit. I would not be buying this day one. Oh. Okay. Um, it, I will be waiting to watch this one because I know um, it was Wedding Stories. Was mm. Everyone was so excited for yep. Wedding Stories. Um, so this one was a game pack, so not an expansion pack. Yep. It did come with the world, though. Yep. The weddings didn't work. Yeah, I remember you showing me some um, footage of these ones. It, yeah. uh, I, I know that they did some big updates. People still say it doesn't work. Mm. So if they can't get people to go to an event and sit down for the wedding... Mm. Um, I, I have reservations about the bugginess that will be in this. I have had, cause there's a Sims cats and dogs expansion, which I own. I've had dogs stretch out and mm. become the most terrifying thing I've awesome. ever seen in my life. That's awesome. <laughs> um, it, it haunts my nightmares yeah. still. Yeah, sick. That's awesome. Um, or sometimes they will glitch and stand on their legs and glitch up and become humanoid dogs um but stretched out in a horrible way that is i mean for some people that's not a bug that's a feature like (laughs) there are there is a sect of people out there that would be very excited oh no that's okay there's a werewolf pack uh yeah okay all right (laughs) well okay well let's we were talking about the packs so you are concerned about this one maybe going to be glitchy as well but what over the course of the Sims, I'll open it up to The Sims <laughs> in general. I won't even just like narrow it to The Sims 4 because um, I know you've played them all. Um, what was your favourite, exp- what's your favourite like expansion? What's your favourite addition to the game? What, what was the thing that made, that blew your mind or that you was like, yes, oh, finally? Um, that I can't answer, but you know, can I, can I change your question okay, slightly? Sure. One expansion pack that I cannot play the game without mm-hmm. Is the seasons okay? Yep. So it, exactly what it sounds like. It brings seasons into the game and holidays. So you go through summer, autumn, winter, spring, mm-hmm. and you also get like Winterfest, which is Christmas. Yep. Um, Thanksgiving, which they call something else, but anyway, there's all it brings in all the holidays and birthdays, and it makes it heaps better. And just being able to have like snow in the snow areas and yep. rain and it's just it's just so much fun, but you have to make sure that your your Sims are wearing like hot weather wear in hot, otherwise they can die, or yep. you know they're rugged up for winter yep. when it's cold outside. So that is a, a pack that I love. So what um, you're saying is that Nintendo ripped off the Sims with Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom with their 
temperature and making sure you're wearing the right clothing and the right temp- temperature. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Ash is think... like full anti-Nintendo. Oh, I'm not. Don't anti- say that. Anti-Zelda. No. Um, of course not. No, that's really cool. And that's, that's a fair answer because that, that is something that like drastically changes the game and, and makes it adds an extra element to it that wasn't there originally. And some of them add elements that become annoying. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Eco Lifestyle is another um, expansion. And I saw this and I was like, I do not want this. And I have watched a few content creators, um, so a few of them that I do watch, have to turn it off because it is so annoying. Um, it, It lets you do, like, community neighborhood like um i don't even know how to explain it they initiatives so the neighborhood vote on initiatives but um one of the content creators i think it was kelsey was playing and and a new initiative came on where everybody shared everything so people just came into her house and stole everything (laughs) so it turned their city into a commune basically basically um and it just becomes, and then if your area becomes like polluted, it's the the it's smoggy and gross. So if you're not actively playing that and it's just kind of passive in the background, it's annoying. Yeah. Um. Same with uh. There's a laundry day now. I'm sorry. I'm not getting that because I don't want to have to vacuum. I have to vacuum in real life. The point of the Sims, which I know it's a simulation game of life but is to get away from my life. I don't want to be folding laundry. I don't want my tumble dryer to catch on fire. Mm. And I don't want lint bunnies, actual bunnies, little lint bunnies, to grow on my floor. Why not? They do get you things, but it's just dirty. But they affect your sins um, attitude and make them depressed and annoyed. How can you be depressed with like a little like dust bunny? Like you can send around. them off to go get you stuff. That's awesome. And you feed them as well. That's awesome. I I mean, look, there's there's a lot to love about The Sims here, and there's a lot there's a lot. It has to a lot of problems as well. well. Um, I think we should maybe look maybe to the future of The Sims because, like I said earlier in the episode, we would there was a, another story that came out this week about the sims apart from this new expansion that's coming out um dun, dun, dun. yeah this okay this is, this is an interesting one so there's uh, we we got our first look at the sims 5 what is going to essentially be the sims 5 which is known as project renee at the moment um about what three months ago two three months oh, ago eight months ago eight months ago it was the go. first look at it yeah so they had a Sims summit recently as well that well, back then and they where they sort of like talked about what the future of the Sims is going to be. And they showed some really cool stuff um, about like being able to customize items of furniture and things like that by changing like shapes and, and sizes. Like, of, like really customize it, like being mm. able to change headboards mm-hmm. and whether it's a single cushion or multi-cushion. Yep. Patterns and things like patterns that that are making a comeback. Mm. Whereas... Really, at the moment in The Sims, you you can change the color, but there's no color wheel. So in The Sims Three, they used to have a color wheel. Yeah. So you, you had a lot more color to choose from. Now it's like a preloaded set colors, and annoyingly, the colors don't all match. Yeah, right. So there's different shades of black. There's different shades of blue. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to set a thing, so it doesn't sound like it should annoy people, but this is a massive 
pet peeve of a lot of sim content creators because they're going in to create this look. And if they can't get this specific look, mm-hmm. it's annoying. They have to make compromises that they don't want to have to make. This feels like they've listened to this feedback because as soon as there was no color wheel, that was like the first thing people threw their hands up. There's no color wheel. Then they didn't add in pools. <laughs> that was an update. That was an update. Yeah. At least it wasn't, you didn't have to pay for it. It was an update. That's true, yeah. They didn't try to nickel and dime. That was back in like the, the, the age old era of EA, just trying to nickel and dime you out of fucking everything. And so and look, everyone they was still just like, do. I mean, yeah, they do. They, they've gotten better. I will say this. Like, it's, yeah, it's not as egregious in some ways, uh, their business practices, I guess. Um, so with a lot of cool stuff there that, that, that's, I mean, this is all very early on in development. It's going to be years till we see this, I think. People are kind of already jumping on the bandwagon that they don't like the look of it. Um, they don't like, but it's so early on. It's, it's so really early. hard to say. You can't, you can't judge. This is not what this game's going to look like when it comes out. Like it, it's the same with anything when you see like pre-release alpha footage and you're like, ah, oh, looks gross. And then, and they are still holding a lot of cards to their chest that, Project Renee is early in development. They're years off of it. Um, we're talking a couple of years at least. I mean, they're so far away that they're actually still hiring for this game, which leads us to uh, this article that came out, um, or this this uh, news story that's popped up in the last week. I'm, I'm taking from Press Start over here, but it's all over the internet. Um, so basically, it, it's people are sort of speculating and, and, and thinking that maybe The Sims 5 is going to be a free-to-play or free-to-enter game out of the gate um, uh, due to a job listing that was posted on um, EA's, like, internal, like, semi-internal, I guess, or, like, internal job board, um, basically looking for things like a head of monetization and marketplace uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, like, they need to have experience in managing a freemium style game, like with free and paid content, including user generated marketplace content, uh, and calls the title uh, out as the next Sims game as a free to enter product. So yeah, it obviously this job listing's gotten pulled down, um, and which I don't understand how companies still make these mistakes. Um, like how how do you not know that this is going to go viral? I mean, this do, you, is, do they not care? Or I guess they probably put a lot more faith in their employees, and they probably <laughs> should. And it's like, mate, you're EA. Like, you don't have the best track record. You were voted like world's worst company for like three or four years in a row. Um, and like I said, they've gotten better to an extent. They they acknowledge the fact that single player games do exist now, which is you know that's why we have. Um, like Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, and Jedi Survivor to thank for that. Um, but Sims has always been a single-player game. And yes. even with Project Renee coming out, which should, according to these early reports, has a multiplayer aspect, yep. they still maintain that it is a single-player game. I mean... So it's so interesting that... Well, they, they say this game is a single-player game you can play with your close friends if you so choose. It's was basically the wording yeah. that they used. It's also, yeah, it's a single-player game, yes, but it's not like a narrative-based single-player game. That's what I was meaning when I said single-player game. And like, Oh, well, you need to be specific when I, we're talking around The Sims. The, 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 Jedi, the, the Jedi, Survivor, <laughs> Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order have 
end points. This game has no end point. You don't win the game, essentially, like, or oh, hit credits have... or anything. Well, you don't hit credits. Exactly. But they do have, um, like, tasks and, well, there's actually... they've Aspirations put in, and things. They've put in scenarios yeah. where you actually have to meet certain criteria yeah. to end. Yeah. So... You know, they've, they've played with a few things. That was a recent update as well. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, this all kind of makes sense. It, I think some people would be like, oh, it's going to be free to play. Oh, it's going to be garbage. Rah, rah. And maybe it will be. But, like, it's also worth remembering that, yeah, like we said before, Sims 4 went free to play last year as well, uh, last October, um, which was, yeah, I think around the same time as this Sims Summit that happened where they showed off um, Project Renee for the first time. Um, and, yeah, so I don't think this is a big surprise to me. Like, when I sort of took... Uh, I saw this article, like, this this headline, and I'm like, oh, look out. And then I sort of took a step back and went, actually, no, because it's obviously done really well being a free-to-play game, and, and they're still making money off people buying the expansions and cherry-picking and choosing what they want to add to their game. So... I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me that they're doing this. Um, I'm not surprised at all. I'm no. actually was expecting it. Yeah. And I was expecting it to be more like in-game purchases, which is what we're looking at. I mean, yeah, it's going to be that. Like, it's because you can't really put a battle pass or a season pass into into The Sims. You can't have like a get to level 100 and you'll get this cool item. Like that's. But they do do that as in. If you get to the end of a career, you get this free item. That would um, be interesting if there was a specific career path that was locked behind. It was like a – that was their battle path. It was a specific career that they know a lot of people wanted. That's actually a very fascinating way of doing it, and I could see them doing that. It would be interesting. I, I think from what I gather from Project Renee, and, again, very, very, very early um, – I like, pictures and videos and stuff it seems very focused on build items and being up to upload things that you've created on so sims you can upload sims that you make or rooms or houses but you it's the whole block now you're able to separate like a chair with like a rug and side tables and upload that instead mm-hmm. of having to upload the whole room. Yeah. So it feels like they're kind of taking, like it to me, it feels like they've looked at what you can get as, um, oh, I've forgotten the word, um, the content creators are making. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, all the downloadable content that yeah. people have done and mods, they've looked at it and gone, hey, People really like this stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's put a way to get it into the game and charge for it. Yeah. Which. I, I, game, games have done that before to varying degrees of, I don't want to say success or failure or anything, to, to like, you know, the chagrin of some of, of like players and things like that as well. Um, I'm blanking on what, what one did it most recently where they were going to try and charge for, for user-created content. I want to say, like, Fortnite maybe in some way tried to do that or something where they were trying to, like, 
charge people to upload stuff and then charge people to download. I, I don't know. Or like charge people to download stuff that people have uploaded, but then also not give that money to the creators, um, which is super sketchy. Um, but look, it's interesting. We're obviously, again, we're obviously quite a ways away from from seeing what Project Renee or The Sims 5 is going to be, but it does seem pretty uh, certain that it's going to be a free-to-play title, and it doesn't seem... That's not surprising whatsoever. So, um, do you have any final thoughts on The Sims? Like, what, what, what is it? What's your, what's your one shining... Tell us a story about The Sims, either when you've played or something you've seen someone do that you thought was amazing. Give us a, give us like a, a a fun anecdote from the Sims. Oh, way to put me what on the you, spot. Yeah, I know. Hey, look, I'm hard, I'm asking the hard hitting questions here. I ooh, I really can't think of anything off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I am I love playing games, but I am an all or nothing person. Mm-hmm. So I love being able to sink time in it. And Sims is one of those games where. You can just lose track of time so easy. Like, sometimes I've spent almost an hour just making my sim and I haven't even moved them into the bloody house yet. Yep. So, right. yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love I love watching, though, what people create. So there's um, a whole bunch of people and creators who've gone through and taken old houses or old sims that EA or Maxis or whoever we want to say – their, their game de- developers have created and they're meh at uh-huh. best. People have redone them. Yeah. So they've modernized them or redone the house, how they would have laid it out. So that's always really interesting. And I feel like that was so popular and that's why they're starting to lean on the content creators a lot more. Yeah. Um, that's always been good. But I just love watching people have fun. Yeah. Like, again, I haven't played Sims in a while now because I just, well, we've moved and we don't have a computer set up anymore. Yeah. yeah. But also, um, I struggled to play it because it would crash all the time because yeah. our computer couldn't handle it. Yeah. Uh, and a, a big warning, you have to have a good computer. Yeah. Or like an external hard drives and stuff like that. And even then, it's, you need an SSD one that was going to access super fast because otherwise you're still going to have massive load times. So, and sometimes even the content creators, like there's been times when I've gone on to watch, you know, Kelsey on Twitch or a uh, little Simsy or something and the game won't load. Yeah. It just won't load. It won't do things whether it's mods that they've got on there or not. Sometimes the game just won't even turn on. Right. Um, saves get corrupted and things like that. So it has problems, mm. but I just love, it's just an escape. Yep. Do you know what I mean? When I don't know, it sounds so stupid because it's like escape from life by playing life. But it's... I mean, there was a reason why Second Life had that massive uprising when it did is because people were treating that as their literal second in life and doing what they wanted to maybe do with their real life in in a way that they could actually. It's just a really fun way. Like, I remember as a teenager making myself and making my crush and Mm -hmm. making my friends and, you know, putting us all in the world and Mm -hmm. seeing who would end up with who, you know. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just, it was so fun to just have that kind of freedom to do what you wanted. Mm -hmm. 
in a non-gross way. Yeah. Um, and like, there's so many videos of people killing people um, on. In I mean, Sims. everyone's done it. You do cut the age old, like, and put everyone in the pool, pool. take the ladder away, look, making the well, tiny little room, and watching everyone run around and piss themselves, and then fall over and then die. It's like, yeah. And and a big one at the moment that a lot of people do, which is always really fun, is they let it run with unpaused overnight. Oh God. And then they come back to read like the like the alerts. The log, yeah. And um, who survives? Who dies? Who caught fire? Yep. Did they run out of food? So there's like lots of different ways that people are playing, and I think that's opened it up so much more. Because like even for myself, even though I played it, I always played it kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. But now watching what people do and how they've changed the game, kind of. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Like, I need to go back to it. And I and every now and again I get the itch, but I'm an all or nothing person. Right. Like, I, like, at the moment I'm reading books, so I haven't had That's time to doing. play. Yeah. Um, that is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, before that it was playing Disney Dreamlight Valley. Yep. So that was all I was doing. And then before that it was Pokemon. So it's like <laughs> I keep jumping from thing to thing. And I will go back to Sims eventually. Um, but it's just like, it's nice that it's always like it's easy to jump back into mm-hmm. uh, something like with Zelda. So I played Breath of the Wild, and I love did love that game. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like I, that. Not <laughs> no judgment. I know um, quite a few people who were like bounced off it or didn't love it. So. Well, I liked it, but I can't remember. I just didn't have time to play it. And then when I went to pick the game back up, I was like, I don't remember what I was doing. I don't remember how to play. Mm. What? And I and that learning curve it just took too long. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like there is a lot of mechanics and stuff that are in that game that, that but, you'd have to reacquaint yourself with. But the beauty of that game is you just if you just picked it up again after like three months and just started walking, you'll find something and then you'll before you know it, you're like back in the groove. You'll be like, oh, what's this over here? I'll go and have a look. Oh, oh, I'm dying. How am I? Yeah, it's it's really fun how that how organic that game is and leading you into. Fun you scenario. just can't hear a bad thing about your Zelda. <laughs> no, I can definitely hear bad things about it. I just think it's I say it every week. It's like the Nintendo took a, a, a near perfect game and made it better. Um, but I think uh, I think that was a, a good little Sims chat there. Filling in. Is there is there anything else? What are you excited for that you would would love to see in the Sims Five? One thing off the top of your head. Oh. I'm really interested in the multi-screen yeah. um, cool. aspect. I think that if that – because they're holding that really close to their their chest. Um, they've been very vague in how they've mm. described it. So even in the footage, they showed it on a mobile screen. Mm. They've not actually come out and said it will be on a mobile. I don't believe the article that I read said that you can play anywhere, anytime. But they didn't say – on mobile. That sort of alludes to mobile. It though, but does, like, yes. It also alludes to, like, cloud streaming, which if that's the case, then sorry, Australia. <laughs> Too bad. Um, and it's also interesting that like they did even show that because there was a period of time there where in the gaming industry where second screen integration was, like, the hot new thing where it was, like, 
I never forget like watching like I think the Division One gameplay, and it had someone that's like you can have your friend like piloting a quadcopter on their mobile phone and come in and offer backup to you. That that got fucking shut down hugely. Well, the way they show this as well is that it's happening real time. Mm-hmm. So if you've got like the computer on and you're on your mobile at the same time, because that's how they kind of showed it, is if you play something on that screen it's still it's being placed on the computer as well so here's the thing because there's a whole thing about like talking about playing with your closest friends and things like that together they're choosing their words very carefully it just seems well. like that they, they, they can especially with content creators as well could do like collab streams where they're like both working on one room or a house together and they're both editing in real time and doing stuff which with each. i have watched so there are mods where people yeah. have been able to do that, and it is it's hard work. So, um, Kelsey did one with um James Turner and Doctor mm-hmm. Gruen and somebody else I can't remember their name, um, where they were like toddlers and Doctor Gruen was the adult and had to yep. look after, and they were running around. But that's a mod, so that's not something that's been available in The Sims as far as I'm aware ever. So that would be yeah. interesting. People did freak out when they saw about that because people, it's it's kind of like, you know, Minecraft, you set up your world, you don't want someone to jump in there and burn yeah. it to the ground. Yeah. So people were like, I don't want people to be able to access my game. Oh, there won't be. This, and that's be a, why they yeah. chose their words very careful about saying you're close friends there's no way they're gonna do like a pvp sims 5 server like it's, it'll be it'll be like you have your own like server but people have that maybe fear that's they, well that, i mean that maybe that's how they're gonna get their money as well with it being a free-to-play game so if you do want to have that accessible to everyone like when up minecraft you can buy servers that you pay as monthly subscription it's like you have access to that server and people that you give access to that server can enter it, but no one else can. And that's what they're, they're making the the correlation to, that they believe mm. that it's going to be similar to that Minecraft. Yeah, that, um, makes, that checks out too. But also, I, I get curious of, you know, with, um, oh, um, why is my mind like, what's that game that we go to other people's islands that we really love? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, yeah. thank you. I, just blanking on names today. Um, so Animal Crossing, yeah, you can go to other people's islands, but you can't do shit. Yeah. Um, so it will be really interesting when they release a bit more information about what you can actually do. I think, although it's not going to benefit me because none of you guys, no one I know plays it. So I'll still be playing solo. That's very true. I'm sorry. Like, I, oh man. I, I wish I could get into this. I just, I have, a, I struggle with games that have no end point. I don't know. See, I don't because I just can drop it and start it again whenever I want. All the ones where it's like, yeah, it's going to make your own fun. Like, that's why I've bounced off. I, I loved Minecraft and what I played of it. But, like, I I just have no drive to go back to Minecraft whatsoever. So, but that's just me. Um, And that's the joy of it, though. Everyone plays things differently. Exactly. I am a very passive Gamer, I like really calming and quiet games, and like Sims can be crazy as well. Um, but that's why I get onto um, a lot more <laughs> my gardening games and farm management games and Sim games. And um, I guess I I find I, although I used to love my you know shoot 'em up, beat 'em up games, 
I, I'm so stressed in my normal life. I don't want to be stressed in my gaming life as well in my downtime. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, farming sims and gardening games and things of that ilk. Uh, because there's another thing we like to do together sometimes as well. Um, I've spoken about it on other shows before, but uh, we really like watching uh, the Wholesome Games directs and Wholesome Snacks that they do as well. Uh, wholesome Games are like a company that sort of have a focus on wholesome, cosy, fun little games. Um, and just interacting on here, that can I just say when we watch this, the main girl, I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. that does the introduction, she should do ASMR videos. Her voice could put me to sleep. Oh, I love her so much. I want her to be my best friend. The the Wholesome Games crew are really great. Like, because they, they do these presentations with, like, um, games that have a very big market. Because uh, everyone, like, a lot of people out there love a, a nice, fun, cozy little game to, to cuddle up with. And, and, and yes, usually they are farming sims. But... <laughs> um, we were treated recently during Summer Game Fest, um, where we, about three or four weeks ago now, um, to a, like a wholesome direct. They're big boy, like big chunky, chunky boy direct that they usually oh, do. Oh, he's coming. Yep, yep. He, oh, oh, Lord, he coming. <laughs> um, and yeah, like we watched it recently and I thought it might be a fun thing that we could sort of go through and to do that. I thought, what better idea than to go into a round of Dope or Nope? Dope or Nope? Dope or Nope is our, like, news topic segment of the show uh, where we bring, usually bring, like, news topics or things like that to the table and we decide collectively if it is dope and we talk about it in great detail or if it is a nope and we move on, forget it exists. It is erased, erased from the canon entirely. Um, obviously, you know, again, it doesn't work with two people that well. But we know that. We knew that when we came up with this game, when we still were only two people. And, you know. Well, now the listeners can decide for themselves. That's who's fine. Right. Like, <laughs> we'll we'll figure out this. But we, we thought we'd just uh, play, uh, blitz through um, and go through some of the things in here. Obviously, there's some stuff that we want to talk about because it interests us. There are other things where it's like, ah, we'll move on. Um, but we'll go through really quickly. First of all, before we get into that, what did you think? We, we, we've said before that we really enjoy watching these. What This one in particular, did you like this one? I did like this one. It, from memory, we watched it a bit ago now. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago now. Uh, it had, so quite often we watch this and it's farming sim, farming sim, farming sim, That's, farming sim, yeah. farming sim. Yep. Um, and this one seemed to have a little bit more from memory mm-hmm. and a lot of different, I, I'm big on my art styles. I love beautiful games. So it was really interesting to see a lot of different styles coming around um especially from all these indie developers which is always really good to see mm-hmm. so i did enjoy this one yeah okay so that's a, a good point they're, they're mostly indie developers that uh, are showing up like very small teams usually that um are showing showcasing their works in these directs um and you're 100 right i think this one yeah normally it is usually a lot of farming sims and sure why good, good for them <laughs> everyone, everyone wants a piece of that Stardew Valley pie. Like that's that's you can't deny that. 
But um, this one did feel a lot more varied in its what, what it was showing. Um, there were some really cool... There was a couple of things in there that I was like, that looks fucking sick. I want to play that. And you were like, nah, that's not for me. But, but we're like, very different gamers as well. Yes and no. Like, it's... Yeah. But um, there was stuff that I was like, I didn't expect to see something like this here. Um, but let's just jump straight into it, I think. Starting off with Mineko's Night Garden. This is a game I've been very excited for. What say you? I'm excited for this one. No, you got to do it. Is it dope or nope? Dope. Yeah, there we go. It's a dope from me as well. Um, yeah, I've I've been talking about this game for fucking ages. I've been waiting for it to come out. It's finally got a release date, 6th of September this year. Um, it's coming out to Switch and PC. And Mineko's Night Market set on a wonderful island um, where you are just exploring, collecting, buying and selling things and running a little like night market stall but also finding out what's going on with like the cat god like and there's mini games there's like and... a whole bunch of there's cat racing like yeah this uh, the art style is gorgeous in this as well it is a 2d art style um but it is very saturated it's very pretty like oh, i great. just yeah I'm i love happy this. for this one yeah i can't wait i can't i'm so excited it's finally coming out i think i drafted it in my fantasy team last year i was really upset when it didn't come out because i thought it was coming out this year but no um yeah, I'm just I'm happy it's coming out. I'm definitely going to check this one out. Uh, next up, we had a look at Picoi, which I don't remember a whole lot about this one. Not uh, talking cats. It's talking cats and tea. So what's not to love? Mm, I mean, are you doping or noping it? I'm gonna. I don't super. <laughs> to be fair, I don't remember a whole lot about it. Yeah, but I think this one was a dope for me. Uh, the, I can't remember much about this. It's a nope for me. I. I yeah, it's fine. That's fine. I, I'm probably going to watch the trailer. And, oh, no, I didn't really fucking like that. <laughs> He's like, take it back, take it back. That's nah, fine. We're going to do the whole podcast again. Um, Spirit Swap Lo-Fi Beats. To, uh, yeah, yeah, Lo-Fi Beats to match 3-2. This one looks great. It's a dope from me on this one. It's a nope for, for yeah, me. That, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I will shout out, I'm pretty sure this is a Melbourne dev. Um, I can't remember who's doing it. Um, yeah. I must admit, like, the art style is pretty. Um, i just not super into this kind of style game. I'm a fucking sucker for a match three <laughs> game. I love this shit. And this looks like a real chilly, uh, like, real chill one. Um, I do want to check out that demo as well. I don't know if it's still out, but there is a demo out. And, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure, I want to say Australian dev at the very least. I feel like it's a Melbourne dev that is involved in this. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, Button City Soccer Days. It's a nope from me. Uh, it's a nope from me as well. It's a DLC for a game that looked really cute and interesting. Um, but I just never got around to playing. Um, but it, I just love this like lo-fi voxel style. It's great. Uh, frog song. Now, frogs are the new thing at the moment, and I cannot remember which one this was out of all the frog games. There is a, quite a few frogs in this <laughs> in this uh, It always it's either cats, frogs, or foxes. Was it? Yeah, foxes usually has it, uh, and a sometimes good raccoons. There was a, a time there that I felt like there was a couple of raccoons. There's raccoon an occasional games. deer here and there. Yeah. As well. yeah. So this is a nope for me because I can't remember what this one's about. I can't remember this one, but I'm just looking at there's like a frog with like a knife and it looks great. But yeah, it's a nope for me. Um, again, I'm sure we'll watch the trailer again and we'll be like, <laughs> oh my God, that one looks so good. But there are games in here, I swear, that we actually do want to talk about that we were interested in. Um, I am a caterpillar. 
This was a note from me only because the caterpillar creeped me the fuck out. Uh, it looks very cute. Just... No, no. Uh, I mean, the, the game itself has, like, a cute art style, but the, the caterpillar is very, like, anatomically correct, so. <laughs> I guess Are you I... saying that the caterpillar looks like a penis? <laughs> I mean, look, look at this. <laughs> this is an audio medium, but actually you can see right there. <laughs> it looks like, it a, looks like a dick. penis. It does look like a dick with, like, antennae on it. <laughs> So, and eyes. So, it's a note from me, especially now. Uh, Bubblegum Galaxy. Uh, Ash is gone. She's done. I've broken okay. her with the, the, the penis caterpillar. Um, yep. Yeah. The space game. I, I remember liking this trailer. Uh, I don't think it, this trailer actually showed up a lot of what this game is, but it looked cool. So, it's a note from me, but it's I don't know It's a note from me because I feel like it, like what you said, it didn't show off a lot of um, gameplay or uh, something. It's fucking, yeah, it's, it's all about saving the galaxy. That's what it says here. Um, there is a demo out there for it as well. Uh, Sticky Business. Oh, this was actually, yeah. So, this, this is the one where you have a sticky business and you're packing orders. Wasn't yeah. It? Like, this had like a like unpacking meets, I don't know, moonlighter feel to it that I'm like, yes, this looks great. Um, yeah, you're basically running it. Oh, okay, okay. It's a dope for me. It's, I'm going to say a nope, but I might regret that. Um, it is a cutesy management sim about running your own sticker business, design them, print them, and ship orders. The only problem I have with that is that I actually want the stickers. I'm sure that there is a way that there is a, a, like a print mode that you can just be like, and you just get some sticker paper. Um, or you could like any stickers that you get, you could like order. So if I could do that, then it would be a dope. I would be very but, surprised if they didn't do something like that. With but it. they didn't say it. So currently there's a nope because if I make a cute sticker, I bloody want that sticker. Thank you. You can definitely print it out and then cut it out. <laughs> you just get a sticker paper and then cut it. Yeah, we could do this. This is fine. You could do that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested in that. That looks like a really chill, fun time. Like a fun little management sim. Um, Moonstone Island. I am looking at it thinking I should remember it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. Um, this is uh, my bad. It looks cute. And it sounds like something that I would like. Um, so it's an open world with hundreds of islands to explore. It's an RPG about becoming a fully-fledged alchemist. It looks adorable, and we're keen to see more on this one. So I'm going to go with a dope. Yeah, dope? I, I think that this sounds like something that I would be interested in. I can't remember what the art style looks like. Well, I mean, from here it looks like it was a... um like a Studio Ghibli style kind of vibe. Yeah, it's got, it's a top down, um, like, yeah, this looks fine. It looks like, um, Link to the Past. Legends of Link to the Past, basically. Oh, that's right. It's oh, okay, okay yep. I'm back in now. No, I'm out. It's card It's a, It's got a card-based battle, a card battle, a card-based battling system. Yeah, I mean, that shit. Blech. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, right. I'll have a look at that. Okay, well, let's swap. You, let's swap, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I still I think it's a nope from me. Anyway, yeah, okay, but... I'm going to change mine to a nope. Um, next up, we have a look at Station to Station, which is great. Now, for those of you who don't know, I work with trains. Yes. Um, yep. So I work in public rails. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I, I, for the gunzels out there, I'm going to have to dope this one. I mean, yeah, like, 
God, yeah, this one does look really good. It does have a, the, the voxel art style they're going with this is amazing. I love. I'm a sucker for that sort of like HD two D thing that they're doing. Uh, that like Octopath Traveler and stuff are doing. Um, very similar voxel art style here, and yeah, it's just about like running steam trains from station to station. Um, it does look very good. Actually, I will say this. Um, just on that, I'm not sure if they're all steam trains for just so you're not mm. making promises mm. out there. Um, there is, I, I don't know if it's still up, but there was a demo out for Steam Next Fest. <clears throat> Could still be there. This one, I remember this one. This one was a, the next one, the Palace on the Hill. Mm-hmm. This was a, from, was it an Indian, like, mm-hmm. and it was like just one person or it was like a husband and wife or something like that. And I just, think so, yeah. They just wanted to make a game about where they lived yep. and stuff. This one looks like it's going to be really sweet. I'm probably not super into this, but I'm going to give it a dope because I'm definitely going to try it just for the story behind the de- the devs who made it mm-hmm. um, and how passionate and sweet they seemed. Uh, it's a story-driven slice-of-life adventure. The Palace on the Hill is set in rural India in the 90s. Explore the world around you, design your garden, cook food, meet friends, and more. And I believe this one you could learn recipes i oh uh, yeah it? maybe was something about I think, yeah this one might be the one where they had recipes in it i know there's another game i think showed up here that got a release date um maybe i'm confusing it with that one yeah. but this one seemed really sweet and i think it's november it was like a very much kind of reminded me of like the old watercolor backgrounds mm-hmm. and stuff it's just a very beautiful um, like each picture kind of like pause you could make on it looks like it should be a picture. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got nothing to add to that. That's pretty good sum up. That's, yeah, fine. I, I don't think I'll check this one out, but. This is a note from me. you? Yeah, it's probably a note from me. Um, Isagi Shima. Bunnies. Yeah, okay, so uh, I'm going to note this one, but it's basically, you remember that Neko, Neko Akatsume or whatever uh, game that was on mobile where you could collect cats? It's just that with rabbits. And, you know, some people prefer rabbits over cats. Yeah. But it's probably a nope from me. Yep. I didn't play the cat one. I'm probably not going to play the rabbit one. I played a little bit of the cat one that was fun. But, like, it was just a, it was, it was just a collecting game. Um, Kalamazoo. Oh, I think this looks dope. I think this is a really cool, interesting one. Um, so this is a, yeah, it's a, it's a 2D platformer, multiplayer. Um, and you you can just, like, add, choose different characters and stuff like that. Um there's things like alpacas and spiders and, and all that sort of stuff that will um, you can choose between. And they each have different ways of helping each other. So, for instance, an alpaca can spit on their friends to make them sticky so they can actually climb up walls. Um, if you're a spider, you can, uh, like, spin webs so you can cross gaps. Um, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a multiplayer-focused one. Um, I don't I think you could probably play this by yourself by, like, switching between characters to solve puzzles. It's a fun little puzzle platformer um, with a really cute art style that reminds me of um, Undertale a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this looks great. There's a note for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm probably not going to rush out of my way to play it, but I think it looks really good. Um, uh, Flutter Away, which is a, it's a game about petting animals and taking photos of butterflies. That's pretty much it. 
Um, just for the fact that, you know, the main animal in it is a capybara, I'm probably going to give this one a go. I think, I don't think it's going to have a lot of replayability, but I think it's just going to be a nice, sweet, kind of chill. I love, it kind of gives me the vibes of like Pokemon Snap um, kind of thing. And I loved that. So I'm probably going to give that one a dope. Fair enough. Uh, it's probably no for me. Um. Didn't really stick out to me. More uh, frogs. Uh, yeah, Kamaru, a frog refuge. It's about building your own wildlife refuge. Um, and rest- it's all about restoring biodiversity in the wetlands and building a suitable habitat for all the animals that can live there. Um, this looks interesting. I think it has a good message to say about, um, like, eco-friendly practices and, and things the, like that. Especially um, anyone who might know out there, frogs are considered the, you know, the temperature gauge, the thermometer on ecosystems. So if you've got frogs, it's normally that you've got a good ecosystem. Um, when they can tell that ecosystems are suffering, frogs are the, normally the first thing to disappear. Right. So that's why frogs are always included in that. That's probably going to be a dope from me. I think that one might be fun to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I'd like to watch you play it maybe. Um, <laughs> Baladins is this one. A whimsical co-op adventure inspired by classic RPGs. Um, this has like an art style that looks kind of like Paper Mario. Um, and yeah, it's like, I think this one's based around like tabletop RPGs. Cause it's got like a lot of dice rolling to increase your stats and things like that. Um, but it's all about like the narrative adventure as well. I really like the art style of this. I think it looks fantastic. I'm into this one. See, and this is where we differ. Like we're so different. I am gonna nope it because I don't like the art style. I'm not a big paper Mario I paper love it thing. I should be, but I'm not. I'm sorry. There's a nope. I like this too because it is a co-op game, so you are playing together. But there are points in, in in your your adventure where you'll have to make decisions and you have to vote on it as a group to decide whether or not it gets passed. I never have anyone to play with, so... It's true. I, man, I'd love that. That looks like a lot of fun. Um, a little to the left, Cupboards and Drawers. This is DLC for a, a, a puzzle game that came out, I think, last year or the year before, um, which is all about sort of... Imagine, like, a chill, like, version of WarioWare. It's basically what this is with an organisational twist. It's all about, like, organising things in certain ways. Like, it starts off by, like, you need to order the books on the shelf in order of height. But then it'll start to introduce things like, oh, there's different patterns on the books and they need to line up as well. So it's not just height or it's... So it's a game for people with OCD? A bit, I guess, yeah. I This is a note from me. This one would stress me out. Yeah. So, um, and this one's all about um, tidying up cupboards and drawers in particular. Um, is DLC coming for it? A lot of people that have played this really like this game. It's, it's a game that I've always been curious about checking out. I don't like organising things in ways that I don't want to organise them. I need to organise things in my very specific way. So yeah. that's a that's a note. Uh, Henry Harfett, I remember you having a very visceral reaction to this oh, game. Oh, no, I hate this one. I, I can't. love this game. Oh, what? It's just, you're like this little Harfett character and you can like walk around and like turn into things in the in the environment. And so it's all about like environmental puzzle solving, turning yourself into a seed and then then planting yourself in a pot and then 
trans, like jumping out of the seed and then going to a watering can and watering the plant. And it's then, a half head. How is it alive? It's so funny. I love it. It's really cute, and I love it. No, that's a definite. Henry Halford. Is it? Is it dope for me? Love Henry Halford. Uh, Gordlets. I uh, yep. Look, this. <laughs> Uh, it looks like a mobile game. It looks like a mobile game. And I don't not... mean that as a detriment. It's just like, it looks very like, you know, you build your own little 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 town. Yeah, no. Nope from me. Yeah. Now let's move on. Um, Lakeburg Legacies. Uh, I can't remember this one. Oh, yeah. So this is like a management sim, but you can be a, you're, you're a matchmaker. matchmaker. <laughs> so you're like setting up people in the town. This looks really fun. This has... Like, instead of just being, like, a normal, oh, build your town, being able to match people, it's a mm-hmm. really different um, kind of mechanic to a game. I'm interested, again, not sure how much playability there will be and if it gets really repetitive, but I, I'd be interested to give this one a go, so I'm going to dope it. Yeah, I, I think it looks really interesting. Um, it is coming out soon. It's coming out on PC on uh, 20th of July, so in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, loftier. I... Uh, yeah, look, I'm going to move this one. I can't remember. It's about building and thriving in a sustainable world. It does look pretty, but, like, it's, I don't know. i got nothing to say about it. This one was the people who were really into, like, renewable energy, renewable resources. I remember that. I remember more about the people they were interviewing about this game than actually about the game. Um, it's going to be a, a nope from me. I will shout it out, though, because I, I believe... Australian devs. I do believe it was Australian mm-hmm. devs as well. Um, yeah, no, for me as well. Beastie Ball, fucking Pokemon p- soccer. It's Pokemon so- like Pokemon volleyball. It looks fucking oh, volleyball, awesome. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, this game looks great. Like no, no, thank this, you. Is, this is an absolute <laughs> dope. This is a banger. Um, and it's by yeah, the, the, it's by the creators of um Chicory, a colorful tale, and uh, Wonder Song, which um. I've played a bit of Wonder Song and I really like that. I've played a bit of Chicory. I really enjoyed that. I would love to go back to both of them to have the time. Um, so I know they make really good stuff. This looks like a very big left turn for them, but it looks awesome. I think this is great. Uh, I'm a sucker for like a sports-based RPG. So um, it had like card-based battling, I think, for... Oh, it was at least turn-based. It's turn-based, yeah, for designing your moves. Maybe not cards, but... Yeah, I really like this. And you're like recruiting your team of little mon- little beasties to play beastie ball into this shit. Um, Smushy, come home. It's about mushroom. <laughs> He's a little mushroom guy. Yeah, it's about mushroom guy. Exploring a forest as a little mushroom guy. Um, it's very cute. It looks very pretty. Like the game looks very pretty. I'm interested in this one actually so i'm going to dope it i've got some good news for you because it's out right now this got shadow dropped during this and also again capybara here's a capybara it's frogsy capybaras this this time around um i have no strong feelings about this um but yeah this is the the next this next one that we're we're talking about though is uh the one you were thinking about before it's called venba um this got this has been kicked around for a little while like I've, i've seen this pop up in a few different presentations uh, I think it was up in Indie Direct, uh, Indie World Direct from Nintendo. Um, yeah, it's all about cooking homemade Asian food. And this one, I think they've said that, yeah, you, if you follow the instructions in the game, you could potentially learn how to cook some of these dishes um, for real, which is pretty cool. Uh, 
I'm always looking at new things to cook and learn to cook. Um, I loved, loved, loved working with people of all different ethnicities and doing food days and trying different cultures' food. So I'm, I reckon this one would be really fun to try. Again, not sure how much playability there is, but I, I will be in, interested to give it a go. So I'll, I'm going to dope it. Yeah, I'm going to dope this one too. It's, it's definitely got a um, there's there's a narrative thread that's running through it, um, and it is coming out really soon, 31st of July. So yeah. Um, I'm pretty interested to check this one out. I think it's coming out on, like, at least Switch and PC. So, um, Little Nemo and Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland. Um, I really like the look of this one. It's a dope from me because um, I like the concept of it. It's a side-scrolling platformer which doesn't have a fail state. Um, you play as, like, a little boy who's asleep in bed, and when he goes to sleep, he dreams, and that's what you're playing through is his dreams. Um, it's a note from me. Doesn't just doesn't interest me. Um, I like the idea because the, the the cool thing is, yeah, when you quote unquote die, you can't really die. You just wake up in bed. He's had a bad nightmare, and then you go back to sleep and you go back into the game. Um, yeah, I like this. It's 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 really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of this kind of thing. I like the concept of yeah, no real fail state. You just wake up, have shake it off, and jump back into your dream. Uh, Garden Witch Life. Uh, Ash, all yours. It's a note for me. But. Um, this one I will dope um, because it has a really, really cute art style. It seems like it has a lot more customizability in the town. Again, I believe one of the characters is a capybara. Yeah, we just saw that then, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna dope this one <clears throat> beautiful well we got up next we got orange season which is an open-ended rpg this looks like stardew valley it is just a, another stardew valley um, yeah it's fine it's fine um I, probably gonna nope it i'm i'm good with stardew valley like it, it looks more in depth than stardew valley but i, I don't know I've i haven't got, been, I, I, the, the more i keep reading about stardew valley the more i'm like should I go back to Stardew Valley? There's some cool shit in it now. Yes. The answer is yes. You should always go back to I, Stardew Valley. Oh, but I haven't for a while. And it's, I just want to go to the island. The island looks cool. There's a lot of shit there. Anyway. Surmount. Um, I've seen this one pop up before. This is like a um, uh, like a, a climbing uh, up mountains game. It's like a, a climbing platform, basically, where you use yourself to sort of like swing yourself up um, the side of a mountain. I really like the look of this. Um, it also has like co-op as well, which is pretty cool. We have to like try and swing, swing your friends with like that. Yeah. With like your little swing rope. I don't know what they call. I don't know. Climbing. I don't know. Mountain climbing. It's, yeah. Whatever it is, but it's a note from me. Not, I don't like how people look like bubble heads and, it, and they also remind me of Henry Halfhead because yeah, of the way look, their faces are. They do are. look a little bit Henry Halfhead-esque. <laughs> I'll give you that. It's um, Henry. It, it's like Henry Halfhead is one of them that lost part of his head because he got cut with the rope. The That's game, all I can think of. The game that this reminds me of is um, uh, Hevo. Yeah, it. it and I, I, I remember having a night where I was with some friends and we played four player. Like we had four player Hevo going. We were rotating out people. Um, my God, so 
stressful and chaotic chaotic and wanting to yell at your friends but also <laughs> laughing my ass off the entire time this looks like a lot of fun but uh grimoire groves it's about growing stuff with magic <laughs> looks um, like a drug trip <laughs> it does look like a bit of a drug trip I, I do say that i say that in jest but i do think this looks really really cool um this one is interesting because you can make friends with magical creatures so i think it's like a creature collection game as well it's got pikmin as, vibes to yeah, me yeah it's like pikmin like like farming witch sim um so i'm i i would like to dope this one i'm probably not gonna play it but it looks interesting um and i like the colors and the pictures and stuff so i'm gonna dope it yeah cool uh, garden Buddies, story-based life sim about building your own garden. Here come the farm sims. <laughs> farm sims. Here they come. Um, yeah, um, you can also be friends with the pe- with the ve- the fruits and vegetables that you make. <laughs> Which just sounds so funny. Yeah. Um, again, if there was more playing, like if you had to go out and collect people or plants and stuff, I don't think you do. I think it's just. You, like you can play with the characters that you col- like that come into your garden. I believe they just come around. I don't know if there's much going out. I um, think it's like they come around and then you've got to do something to like to impress them. them and like so there's like a few like rhythm games and things you could do. That's so, that's winning me over. Yeah, I'm probably gonna nope it. There is um some nice bits where they've got you doing like breathing exercises and stuff like that. It is all about being nice and calm. Um. I just don't think there's a lot to that game for me personally, so I'm going to nope it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, next up we've got A Tiny Sticker Tail. So, another sticker game. Uh, this one looks really cool, though. This one's this one reminds me of, like, not that I played them, but the Paper Mario games that were on 3DS that weren't great, but they had parts where you were using, like, stickers and stuff to solve puzzles. This looks very similar, um, where you're, like, Turning night to day and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and like using stickers to put to, to impact the world around it, uh, your character to sort of progress as well. Nope for me. I think this would be a lot of fun. If this was a good length, if this was like a, I want to say like six hours long, that'd be a great length. Like a nice little nice little weekend game. Just It depends on the price for something like that. If it's a six hour game and it costs like six dollars that's a dollar an hour that's fine but do you know what i mean if it's going to be like a really expensive game i yeah i, I used to think like this I know. and i don't anymore because i don't like that that mindset i think if a game whatever games are, as long as it's not like as a, a, an hour and a half game and it's like 78 dollars i'm like that's but i a think bit about much. some games that i play on and off for years that only cost me 30 bucks yeah. 20 bucks, 30 bucks. But also... But I go back to them every year. But also, if we go to the cinemas, right, how much does that cost for us to go to the cinemas? True. For a two-hour experience. But that's an experience. And it's also a passive experience. Yeah. So okay. I see your point. This is a... Yeah. I, I used to think like that as well. I used to have a very similar mindset about, about like, time... But that's why I always worry about the replayability of game and stuff like that. Like, can you go back to it? Do you get bored of it too quick? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. 
It's yeah. Look, it is a risky run, but like I think if it's something that. But you a, also run that risk at the cinemas, like you said. If exactly. it's a boring movie, though, I ask for my money back. <laughs> oh my gosh! I've never actually asked for my money back, but I might want to. That's yeah. We were lucky for or, a period of time there. I worked at a cinema, so like we got free tickets all the time. I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. Actually, even I would never ask for a refund, but mm. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever actually walked out during a movie. I don't think and- I have. I've checked out pretty hardcore during some. <laughs> I remember rolling my eyes so hard during that scene in Solo where they find out <laughs> how he got his name. It's the fucking worst. Um, I, oh, God. Anyway, Everdeep Aurora. Um, it's like an a adventure game. Looks like it was... Uh, it's got it's like, like a, Castlevania vibe? Like, kind of. Like, I'd say more Hollow Knight almost. Okay, yeah. Um, it's like cause a cat. Yeah, yeah, you're like a little cat. Looking at it. This actually does look very good. Um, this looks like a Game Boy game as well, like a Game Boy Advance game, um, to the point where it's like it, it's very small. Like the, the the play area of the screen is very really small, and you've got like your your map and your inventory on the sides as well. I really like this. The note from me. Ah, oh, this looks great. Yeah, I'm gonna play this game. Everdeep Aurora. I'm gonna keep this on my on my, on my wish list. This game. Um, Kibu. This looks pretty cool. This one's a very pretty one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love what people are doing with, like, putting so much time into the backgrounds and things. Um, this one is a red panda, which is brownie points, mm-hmm. brownie points all the way. Uh, he's like a red panda samurai. Yeah, it looks sick. Like, oh, is he a fox? I thought he was a red panda. He's What's a red panda. Nah, he's definitely a red panda. Yeah, because he's got rings on his tail, but yeah. the description says fox, but he's definitely nah, a red panda. Nah, he's definitely panda. a red panda. That's 100% a red panda, yeah. Um, but is or a he... tanuki, at the very least. No, like... he's, not a, he's not a tanuki. He's not a, a raccoon. He's red. But um, it's a another farming, explore the world, gather materials, um, befriend giant spirits. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This one's a dope for me. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'll say dope. Uh, Magical Delicacy. Platform. I don't remember this one. I do not remember this one either. Platforming adventure about delivering tasty treats across the town. Prepare your snacks in your kitchen, meet customers' orders, and deliver them while, when you're done. I, I don't know why I don't remember this. This sounds awesome. This sounds real good. This sounds like Kiki's Delivery Service, the game. And I'm very much into that. She's even got a bow in her hair. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and it has like a very, like, it's, it's a pixel art based game, but it has like a very, um, Ghibli feel to it. This is like, I'm fucking, I'm gonna play this game. Nah, nope for me. <sighs> Disappointing. Little Friends, Puppy Island. This Which is, is Nintendogs. It is 100% Nintendogs. The Nintendogs look like Nintendogs. Like, they are just Nintendogs. It's just Nintendogs. It's out now as well. You can play it right now. I'm good. No, that's no. no. Thank I you. played Nintendo and I'm good. Thanks. Uh, the Guardian of Nature. Um, uh, this was a note for me because again, he creeps me out. <laughs> that's it. Yep. That's all. That's all. That was. I remember him, and I'm like, why does it all look so pretty? And then you have a pig man. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I kind of, I, I kind of like it. I don't think I'll play this game. This one was the roots from the main tree yeah. interact with the world, and the like. It's getting sick, and you have to try and heal the world to help the tree, or you heal the tree to help the world. It looks like a Don Bluth 
like animated feature like like it's it's puzzles and things like, like that. I'm same, not interested. Same in sort puzzles. of style like Five Goes West kind of like animation style. Yeah, it's not my thing. Um, oh, he can shrink it down. That's and, right. That was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. He can shrink down stuff. Um, but I'm not into puzzle games. It's like a bit steampunky kind of. What do they call it? They they described it as um, like, eco punk. I think is it. Yeah, because it's like using the energy from the tree yeah. instead of like steam. There's another. Yeah. Uh, there's another game as well that had very similar thing as well with um like they used the term. I think it was called eco punk or something like that. Uh, Town seek. Uh, trade, explore, discover creatures and items and fill in your journal as you go. Um, yeah, you're just going around like in this cool like airship thing. I really like the art style of this game. Um, and also you can uh, meet characters from like other successful indie games like The Lamb from Cult of the Lamb. I don't know if you really want to run into them. Uh, it's a note for me. Uh, it's a note for me as well. I, it, it does look cool though. It's kind of cute. Not for me. Uh Feel All Monsters, which is out right now. Um, this is like a battle one where you have to like... Oh, no, you have to like... Yeah, okay. So you have to like draw lines. In, it's like a grid-based puzzle game where you're drawing lines to try and feed all the monsters in one turn, basically. Around objects and yeah. stuff like that and not overlapping. This is a note from me. I would could see myself getting into this on my phone. Um, it's only out on Steam at the moment, but if this was, like, released on, like, the Netflix games or whatever, I could see myself downloading this and having a lot of fun with it. I, I, I really kind of like these kind of puzzle, weird puzzle games like that, especially if they're on mobile. Uh, Manita's Kitchen. A T-Rex who dreams of being the best peach That's maker right. ever. This game looks sick. So this is, like, what was that? What's that? It's a cookie mama. Oh, yeah. the Overcooked, yeah. Overcooked. So it's, like, Overcooked, so you're a T-Rex with little hands that is trying to cook and make pizzas, basically. Yeah. Um, he wants to be the best. They want to be the best pizza and maker. you have some other dinosaurs that looks like that come in and help you. But it's a note from me. I love that. I, I, I want to be a T-Rex that's making pizzas. Sounds great. Uh, speaking of really, really fucking awesome games that are coming to mobile, um, unpacking. Australian-made unpacking was in my top 10 of that year, I believe. Um, fucking excellent game. Uh, and if you haven't played it yet, it is coming to mobile devices later this year. I highly recommend you play it. It is so lovely. I should give it a go, but it's a nope from me. It's, I, I honestly, I really feel like you should play this game later when it comes out. I know, out. but we just moved house and I've got to unpack our actual stuff. I know, but it's not <laughs> my stuff and it's not a lot of stuff. It's a it's a reasonable amount of stuff, not like the hoarders that we are. <laughs> so it's it yeah, uh, it tells an amazing story without saying a single word. Basically, um, it's phenomenal. I fucking love that game. Uh, and yet, if you haven't played it yet, and you, because you haven't had a device to at home to play it on, but you have a phone, you can play it later in the game. I highly recommend it. Botany Manor, Ashley. Take it away. It's so, a note for me. Here's another one about gathering seeds and growing plants. Um, there's clues to be found about each plant you can grow. And before you can grow them, you need to learn all about them first. It's uh, on Steam. So it's basically like things like the temperature. You need to know like where they grow like and stuff like that. I'm going to – like I'm interested to give it a go. Um, I'm probably not going to play it because it is only on Steam. Um, 
uh, again, it would be fun if it was like something that I could play on the go. Um, but it's an interesting concept that you can't just like put the seeds in the ground and they grow. Like you have to put this one in the sun and keep this one in the shade and blah, blah, blah. So, um, look, I'll probably dope it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. I'm not, I don't have high expectations, but I would be interested to try it. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Solar Punk, which is the name of this next game and also the term I was trying to think of before when talking about that other game. It was, they described it as a Solar Punk game. This one is called Solar Punk. It's a crafting game, so I'm out. Um, no, thank you. It's fine. It's like, yeah, it's like a world made of floating islands. It's a crafting game. I wasn't super into this one. Um, it looks pretty, but I'm going to nope it. Yeah, let's move on. I'm, I'm not into that. While the iron's hot... This oh, this one's, one's great. This one was a note from me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. This one looks great. Um, this is about being a, a, a blacksmith in, like, a, a fantasy setting. Um, basically, you're, like, gathering materials and crafting new items to sort of, like, solve people's problems and things like that um, and investigate strange mysteries. I know this. I love this kind of stuff. Reminds me a little bit of Moonlighter. Um, which was a game that came out a few years ago that I really enjoyed. It was about like it was part dungeon crawler, part shop sim. So during the night you would go into these caves and like it was like a roguelike trying to fight people and get resources and then you'd come back out and then during the day you'd open your store and all the stuff that you'd found in there if you made it out in time, you could set the price of and you'd like sell it to people and try and make money off that way to sort of yeah, really cool stuff. Um Wildflowers is a game that's been out for a while, but it showed up here again. Um, I think because it's now moved on to a different platform, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did play this. I didn't love it. Um, a lot of people really like this game. I know. I think I actually need to try it again. I think... Oh, what was I playing on? You played it on Apple Arcade, I'm pretty sure. You played and, it on mobile. And I don't think I liked... So when you play on the mobile, from memory, you had to like have your finger on the screen to like make them walk there, but then you couldn't see where you were walking. And I know that that's like... It just kind of annoyed me, and I don't know if it's just because I was playing on a small device... I wonder that, if you could, like, turn on, like, virtual thumbsticks for it as well. Maybe, but I think I need to give it another go. Um, I hear good things about that game. A lot of people rave about it, but I... Yeah, no for me. Um, but, yeah, it's out on PC and Switch and Apple Arcade now. So if you have Apple Arcade, you've got no excuse. Go check it out. It's a Game Pass and mobile games. Um, yeah, maybe you need to check it out on Switch. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Highland Song. This looks pretty... Um, it actually looks very pretty. The background, I like how it looks. Probably not going to play it, but I think it, if you're interested in, um, you know, some scenery and jumping around mountains and stuff, it's a good one to check out. Um, I actually, to, yeah, like, the more I look at this and again. Caves and uncover mysteries of the hills and learn more about your protagonist. It's coming to Steam later this year. Yeah, I'm interested in this one. I'm uh, gonna nope the it. way it is, I'm gonna dope it just because the, the way the um the text looks reminds me of Oxenfree and I love Oxenfree, um but yeah, uh Sushi Ben this is a VR game I believe. I uh-huh. think yeah, it's a VR game. Yeah, um, so it's about nope. growing a small business, sushi business by bringing new customers. It's got like this really cool um like manga style 
way of like presenting cutscenes and things. And like how people talk and stuff. It's like you've got like the little win they're talking to you, but you've got like a little window that shows that they're panicked. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna play a VR game. I get really bad motion sickness. I am not gonna do it. So it's would- a nope for me. I would very much love to play this game. I just wish I had, like, a VR headset that was decent enough. I wish I had a Quest 2. That's what I want. Someone someone buy me a Quest 2. No. Just, you know, send me one. It'd be lovely. Uh, Snufkin, Melody of Moomin Valley. Can we just talk about the word Snufkin? Like, I that's just so much fun to say. This is based off, like... A picture storybook. Yeah... I, it's that's going to be a note for me. Um, I have no knowledge of the storybook. I feel like if I had some nostalgia for that, I'd probably give it a go. But yeah, like it looks cute, but not for me. Yeah, it's fine. I'm I'm no attachment to that one, so that's a note for me. Uh, the star named Eos, a moving puzzle game about using photography to explore and solve puzzles within the environment. Um. I, so many photography games. Yeah, and I like these photography games that are using it as a puzzle mechanic as well. There's a game coming out very soon called Viewfinder, um, which a lot of people are raving about. Um, that's like kind of like breaking people's minds about what that game can do. Um, different type of game here, but it looks interesting. Um, like I, I'm probably not going to give it a go, but it would be if I was going to it. I would definitely be going into it. It looks interesting. I'm just not big on puzzle games. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Next up, we had Fall of the the Farm. Yeah, Fall of Porcupine, which just looks very much like A Night in the Woods. I can't remember if this is by the people who made A Night in the Woods, but they obviously, I think this one might be, yeah, by the people that made um, A Night in the Woods, but they've created a new... Uh, they've created a new company because the creator of one of the head creators of Night in the Woods was a bit of a yucky person and then committed suicide. So I think they're trying to distance themselves. This is this game. Um, anyway, it looks like a Night in the Woods. Um, looks really cool. I I love a Night in the Woods. I think it's a fucking great game. Um, yeah, it's uh an exciting reflection of unhealthy healthcare system. Uh, with the collision of work and daily life. Yeah. That's a note for me. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Story of Seasons, <laughs> A Wonderful Life. Um, this one, I've played Story of Seasons, one of them. I can't remember which one. And I really enjoyed it. Um, this one is interesting because you can actually go through generations. So you, it seems like you've got... You get kids, you can have children. I don't know if you can play as the children or not or how it works if you move down the generations like you do in The Sims. I'm not 100% sure, but that one, I'm not going to buy another one of those. But you could because it's out right now. I could, but I already have one that I haven't been playing at the moment, so I'm not going to buy another one. That's fair. <clears throat> yeah, it's a note for me. Like, I, it's... These are all just like remade Harvest Moon games, um, yep. which is fine. The but... thing is with that one is that they've done it so many times over now. Like they have like just so many that it's like you have to pick the right one for you. And then it annoys me that they bring out like a new one instead of like mm-hmm. updating them to have generations. Yeah. So I'm going to nope it probably. That's fair. Uh, Tiny Bookshop is it's... next. 
cute. Um, probably gonna nope it, but I think it's a really cool concept. Yeah, I like this. It reminds me of when we watched the um Matilda. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, now, the, anytime the movie we see a musical, yeah. Anytime we see like a book. A mobile bookshop. A library gonna, on wheels. I just think of that. Like a trailer yeah. or a yeah. van. We're going to be like, yep. Um, yeah, it's basically about running your own little library, that, a little bookshop that's based out of a trailer that you drive around and helping people um, in a quiet, a quaint seaside town. Um, this looks like fun. Could be good. But, um, yeah. Uh, wood and Weather. Now, I think I remember really enjoying the look, uh, look of this one. Yeah. So this is a game that's, like, based around, um, like, those old wooden peg blocks oh, like characters little, that you little peg people yeah little peg people um it's basically like a game that's set in a world of that um and so you've got to like try and it's a it's a god game so like you've got you're like you're like god looking down on them and you're using your god hand to like move things around and help people out in this town um it looks so cute um very much into this again i think it might be a victorian based developer I believe I remember seeing the Vic screen uh, logo pop up at the end. I'm going to nope it. There's just nothing that really interests me um, about that. Yeah, Vic screen, Victoria. Paper House. Yeah. Um, shout out to Paper House. Shout out to our fucking Melbourne devs. Legends. Woo, go Melbourne. Legends. Um, Campfire Cat Cafe. Which, can we get any cuter? Campfire? A cafe? A yeah. cat? I mean, this is an idle game. <laughs> this is an idle game. I I don't know. I I got nothing to say about this one. This one's fine. Yeah, I'm probably gonna nope it. Yeah. Um, just yeah. It's it's it looks alright. It doesn't. It's not grabbing me. And we've got super. Super super super. Yeah. Super, um. Super super. I don't know. Um. Fancy. Fancy exploring a world of deserts, mountains, and talking beasts. This one is for you. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I should like this one. It I is don't. Very pretty. It looks really well done. Um, but I just. I don't know. There's just something about it that's not grabbing me. It does seem like it's very um, South American like based, mm-hmm. um, which like seems really interesting. But I just, yeah, I'm just going to nope it. Yeah, I'm not into that one. I thought I was, but I don't know. Giving me Coco vibes, and I'm okay with that, but yeah. Yeah, it's very much like Coco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracks of Thought. Yeah, this you, is a game where you're, you, you're, you're on a, I, I think you're stuck on a train for some reason. You are a ladybug on a train. And nobody knows where they're going. Everyone on the train doesn't know where they're going, so you're sort of, it's like a bit of a murder mystery, like, not a murder mystery, but like a mystery detective trying to figure out what's actually going on here. Are you trying to figure out where they're going or are you trying to figure out where everybody's going? It like, says, well, nobody knows where they're going, so... Yeah, I'm going to nope this one. Oh, I, kind of I like feel like you're just going to heaven or something. Like, <laughs> that's I mean, it could the, be, but like, like I'm curious. It's like you're in limbo or something. I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into that one. Uh, Go Go Town... Uh, this, this is, is a, a building game. You're building the city. Oh, this one's pretty cute. It's cute, um, but I, it's a nope for me. Yeah. Um, mm. Oh, this is all right. You had the control, the remote. Yeah, and you can, yeah. like, build on the fly and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of fun, but... Um, Fields of Mysteria. This is our last game we got to look at. 
Um, this looks gorgeous. Um, and this is uh, Toby Fox. So you say, Toby Fox? Who's Toby Fox? Well, Toby Fox is the man who is responsible for Undertale. I'm very curious that he's making this um, and not continuing with Delta Rune, but um, I very much like the look of this. It, it does look very good. It It is another very similar to Stardew Valley kind of looking one. Um, I'm interested to see if they bring something new to the table. Um, there seems to be like new characters that you have to find and things like that. It it looks it looks okay. Um, See, I I'm I'm very interested in this because of the Toby Fox factor. That makes me very excited about it. Um, it yeah, just, it has very like the the even the caves that you go into, like the world parts, look very like Stardew Valley. So I'm I'm interested. I I'll dope it. Yeah, I'm into this one. So it's coming out next year. It's called Fields of Mis- uh, Mystria. Um, very much into that. I always like when you have um, like pixel art characters, but when you talk to them, you can see them in like proper art style, like anime art style. Um, I think that's always really nice because it gives you like a better understanding of what they look like. Yeah. Um, and that was it. That's we got, it. We got, we got a, a bit of a sizzle reel at the end with a whole bunch of other stuff in there as well. But, um, yeah, that was it. A fun showcase. A lot of stuff in there. A lot of things. That, it sounded like I, I, I noped a lot of things, but there were a lot of things that were catering to different audiences that maybe not were me. I feel like it was pretty 50-50 for me. Yeah. Um, but, again... I'm not playing a lot of games at the moment, That's fair. so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, if you've never watched a wholesome director, a wholesome snack, which is their like mini direct versions that they do every now and then, um, I highly recommend checking them out. They are lovely just to put on when you just want to relax. Like again, as I said previously, they should do ASMR. Like their voices are so soothing and so nice. Yeah, I I love them. They're great. Well, actually, that brings us to the end. Was this episode of the podcast? Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. I very much appreciate it. Well, I do live here, so. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but being here in this space where <laughs> while I am recording as well, and not just talking to someone else in a different part of the country. Um, but yeah, okay, that's it. That's an episode. So uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We very much appreciate you being here. Uh, And if you appreciate us, we would appreciate it if you told some friends about us. Um, If you have like a co-worker that you know that is into video games and you think might like our show, please let them know. Otherwise, you can go to places, your selected podcast platform of choice, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcatcher, whichever podcatcher that you use, generally has uh, some sort of uh, ratings or stars or reviews you can leave there. Please go there and do that. It helps us immensely, and it makes us feel good when we read your lovely reviews. Uh, If you would like to find us on social media, we operate out of Story Mode Gaming now. We are part of the Story Mode Gaming Network um, with our friend from Story Mode, and we we love them dearly. We love being a part of it. Uh, If you want to see what we're tweeting about, we're usually tweeting out of the account Story Mode AUS on Twitter. Um, if you want to find our individual accounts, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where I've just been tweeting about how frustrating it is that 
everything, all the bands and musical artists that I want to see decide to appear in one week in Melbourne. Um, that's really frustrating because I can't physically do it. Uh, that makes me very, very sad. Uh, and also, um, yeah, we're on TikTok now on Story Mode. So Story Mode has a TikTok account. So please go and follow us on TikTok if you would like to see any of that content. Jesse's been working really hard on that stuff and it's uh, it's pretty fun. Here's all like really the little funny bits that we do on the show. Uh, I would ask you where they could find you, Ashley, but... Nowhere. 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 I mean, you're on Facebook and you're on Instagram, but like... Yeah. If you but... want to, do you have anything you want to spruik at the moment? Not really. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm not someone really for the public eye, so this okay. is the first time I've been on the podcast. It probably will be unlikely that I'll be back anytime soon. So I just appreciate being here and having a chance, and I hope that the sim chat didn't turn too many people away. Oh, well, again, well, thank you very much for being here. It's very much appreciated. I think it's, it's fun that we got to do something a little bit different on the show and talk about something that's definitely outside of mine and Kyron's wheelhouse um for a little bit which was lovely so thank you once again and thank you listener and until next time go relax with some wholesome games go have some fun yeah enjoy relax with a cup of tea chill yeah we'll see you then yeah bye Options podcast.